welcome to Stream in Terror. I am still finding that desire to say coffee stream. I mean, I did do that for almost two years. Uh, welcome everyone. Welcome Sydney, Evil Outcast, and September Dragon Audio. I'm so glad everyone has come to join. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching this live, I have a poll for you guys to vote on what we do tonight. And just so you know, the game I picked out is Dead Space. So if we are playing a game, I'm playing Dead Space, and I, I don't do horror games very well. I I blame my husband. He told me to play Dead Space. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked that one out for us. So I have a download and ready to go, so it'd be pretty fast to go if that does get picked. Um, and if we got... If you want to do live readings again, I, of course, have lots of stories for live readings. Fictional, true, as always. Um, so, yeah. Apparently, Sydney voted for game. It's the remake. And I did not... I've never played the original. I, I never played it. So... I picked the remake because I've I just from what I've been told it's got better standards for now and it's a little bit different. I watched my husband play the whole series back in the day. So but I've never been good at playing horror games. I I narrate horror, I don't play horror. Mm. Yes, I guess I can do half and half, so we can do half live reading, half uh, playing games. And uh, through Q&A in there as well, if you guys do always have a question, you always can ask me. I thought it would be interesting if people want Q&A. Truth be told, I didn't know what people might want. So I thought I'd throw in a couple options for you guys. It was pretty good when you played it on stream, Evil. Yeah, I just, ugh. I, hmm. I already know enough about the game that I know I'm going to be playing a little, what's the word that they say, um, meta? Because I, I know the story really well, so. Alright, we'll start with um, some live reading, and then we'll switch to uh, some gameplay afterwards. And that way everyone gets, everyone gets happy. Um, I'm going to pull up my thing so I can see things. <clears throat> Alright, uh, do you guys want a true story or a fictional story? I know I did all true stories last time. And truth be told, I have been reading nothing but true stories the last two weeks. So, it's cause uh, I did uh, I did two weeks of fictional stories, so I wanted to do true stories two weeks in a row. We got fictional from Evil Outcast. Which I can look right now and find a fictional story. So, let's go with... Um, 
moment. Oh, am I- I'm, like, way better than I was. My voice is so much better than it was. I'm not coughing nearly as much, though the cough did decide to come back a little bit. Um, but I'm not having nearly that much problems with my voice like I was. Do not recommend getting sick. It sucks. Um... Let's go with... Unfinished Echoes by Emiko06. I was a regular just I was a regular soldier deployed in Bosona, Bosona, a country haunted by the echoes of war. The year was 1996 and the tension was still lingering in the air. Our mission to support peacekeeping efforts and assist with humanity aid. It was a time of rebuilding, but Little did I know that something sinister looked, lurked beneath the surface. We were stationed at a remote outpost nestled in the heart of Barso uh, Barcelona. No, it's not Barcelona. One second. Let me just make sure I'm saying this right. Barcelona. Bazian. Okay. Sorry, the dyslexia. If I haven't seen a word before, it's really hard for me to sound it out. We were stationed at a remote outpost nestled in the heart of Bosona countryside. The days were mundane, marked by um, monotonous patrols and tedious routines. But as the night fell, the true nature of this pl place began to reveal itself. On the evening, during a routine patrol, my comrades and I stumbled upon an abandoned village. It was dilapidated houses stood as eerie reminders of the past. Broken windows stared out like hollow eyes, and the wind whispered through the creaking walls. Entering one of the house, we found an old photograph. Entering one of the houses, we found old photographs scattered across the floor. The image betrayed a happy family as their smiles frozen in time. But there was something unsettling about those pictures. The faces seemed distorted, their eyes filled with an unspoken sorrow. As we continued exploring, we discovered a hidden cellar beneath one of the houses. An air, the air grew thick with a sense of foreboding, but curiosity got the best of us. We descended into the darkness, armed our rifles, aimed our rifles, flashlights, and trepidation. We descended into the darkness, armed our rifle, aimed our rifles. Oh, it says armed, but it aimed our rifles, flashlights, and trepidation. Uh, the cellar was damp and oppressive, the scent of decay permeating the air. Dust-covered cobwebs clung on every corner, and the silent way heavy on us. But it was that whisper that sent shivers down our spines, the faint echoes of voices long gone. 
We found the whispers deeper into the labyrinth tunnels that snaked beneath the village. The walls were etched with strange symbols, symbols that spoke of ancient rituals and forgotten horrors. I couldn't shake the feeling that we were trespassing to something far beyond our comprehension. Time seemed to lose its meaning as we developed, we delved further into the darkness. The whispers grew louder and more intense, as if beckoning us towards an inevitable inevitable fate inevitable fate our flashlights began to flicker casting eerie shadows upon the wall suddenly a blood curdling suddenly a blood curdling scream tore through the air echoing through the tunnels panic gripped us and we screamed to find the source of panic gripped us and we scrambled to find the source of the sound but in the chaos, we became separate, each, sol each soldier disappearing into the abyss. Alone in the darkness, I stumbled towards my I stumbled forward, my heart pounding in my chest. The whispers transformed into growls, and the shadows danced with malicious intent. Fear clung to me like a second skin, consuming my every thought. As I wandered deeper into the abyss, I came across a chamber adored with occult symbols. In the center, a gruesome altar stood, bathed in otherworldly glow. I felt an intense pull towards it, my body moving on its own accord. As I approached, the whispers intensified, forming a cryptography of of uh, tormented voices, their words intertwined, creating a maddening symphony that threatened to shatter my sanity. The altar seemed to pulse with a sinister energy, drawing me closer and closer. I reached out to touch it, my fingers grazing the surface. Suddenly, a blinding light engulfed the chamber, and the voices... The voices turned into a deafening roar. The next thing I knew I was back in the abandoned village surrounded by my comrades. Confusion clouded my mind as we tried to make sense of what had happened. None of us could explain the supernatural forces that whisked us away. But it was then that we realized one of our own was missing. Private Jameson. We, retra we retraced our steps, searching every nook and cranny, but there was no sign of him. We refused to give up, despite des desperate to find our lost cat comrade. Days turned into weeks, and weeks into months, but our efforts were in vain. Eventually, we were resigned and forced to leave Vasona behind and the memory of the forsaken village and the unfinished echoes of the past would forever haunt our dreams. We never found closure and never discovered the fate of Private J Jameson. Years passed since our ill fate encountered in Basona, but the memories remained etched to my mind. The unfinished echoes of forsaken village continues to haunt me, refusing to let go. 
Determined to find closure, I embarked on a personal journey to unravel the mysteries of the plague of my thoughts. Through countless hours of research and investigation, I discovered a hidden history of the village we had stumbled upon. It turns out that during the war, the village had been set of uns the village had been a site of unspeakable atrocities. It was a place where innocent lives were mercifully taken and their spirits forever trapped in the depths of despair. Armed with the newfound knowledge, I returned to the village, now a ghostly shell frozen in time. Darkness enveloped the surrounding, the air heavy with the oppressing energy. It was as if the village itself held its breath, waiting for me to uncover its secrets. Guided by instinct, I made my way back to the hidden cellar. The encapsulate the, the epicenter of the inexplicable events that had unfolded years ago. As I descended into the depths, the whispers began anew, their voices a chorus of anguish and torment. But this time, I was determined not to but this time, I was determined not to succumb to fear. I ventured deeper into the labyrinth tunnels, my heart once again pounding against my chest. The walls pulsed with an ancient power, the symbols etched upon them in exuding an eerie glow. I followed the path with an unwinding, unwavering determination, prepared to fade, face whatever lay ahead. Finally, I arrived at the chamber, the very heart of the darkness that had consumed us before. There, the altar stood, its malevolence radiating throughout the room, and beckoned to me, a silent invitation to uncover the truths that had eluded me all those years ago. With trembling hands, I reached out to touch the altar once more. As my fingers grazed the surface, a surge of energy coursed through me, Visions flashed before my eyes, horrific images of village, the village during the war, the cries of the innocent echoing through time. But amongst the chaos, one image stood out. Private Jameson, his face etched with terror, bond to the altar, trapped in eternal suffering. It was a chilling, it was a chilling revelation, confirming my worst fears. His fate had been sealed within those unhallowed walls. As I pulled away from the altar, the whispers ceased. The airy silence settled upon the chamber. The truth had been covered, yet closure remained elusive. Private Jameson's spirit remained trapped, unable to find peace, forever tormented by the horrors he witnessed. Leaving the village once more, I carried the weight of that unfinished chapter with me. I couldn't shake the feeling that our ordeal had only scratched the surface of a much deeper, malevolent force, force that had lurked within the shadows. To this day, I dedicate myself to unraveling the mysteries of the supernatural. I search for answers, for ways to set those lost souls free. Private Jameson's spirit serves as a constant reminder that some secrets are never meant to be fully uncovered, and some stories are destined to remain unfinished.
that story is done. Your cat just constantly cry. Uh. I'm sorry, Sydney. I hope I hope whatever it is isn't too bad. Cats are all. Uh, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I recently got. Well, I guess we've had it for over a year now, but I forgot how nice it was to have, just have a dog some days and how much cats just seem to always find their way into places you don't want them to be. Places you don't think they could get to and then make everything fall and break. Alright, let's go with a true story next. Um, <laughs> apparently, Sydney loves her cats, and September says that his cat does all the time. I think uh, Sydney says she had them since she was six. Problem with that little heart thing, it goes over everything. Um,. I had cats mostly growing up my whole entire life, and then when I moved out, I stopped having them for quite a few years, and I kind of sort of forgot what it was like to have a cat, until recently, of course. Alright, I'm going to do a paranormal story next. Um, if you guys want something else, just tell me, and I will pick something else afterwards. Fictional, true, and if you want true, which kind of subgenre you want. Um, let's go with. I think I read that one last time, actually. Um, this one. So I'm trying to make sure I don't accidentally read you the same one I read you last week. Because <laughs> that would be kind of. Well, boring, really. Haunting at the Barn by Board Cons. Yesterday night, my boyfriend and our friends were playing hide and seek on one of our one of their properties, big western horse property in Western Oregon. We agreed on having no lights on in the barn slash area so we couldn't see anything. Anyways, me and my boyfriend were searching. I was in the barn, and he was waiting outside where he could see the entrance. While I was in there, I heard footsteps and whispers clear as day. So, of course, I thought that there, uh, that there was, they were in there and, and coming, of course, my way, and hid to get them, to get them when they walked past me. When no one came for several minutes. I got out of the barn, paired up with my boyfriend again, and continued searching. We went back to the barn after a while, were, and were hiding up in the alley, when we heard the barn door to the training barn wing open, footsteps coming towards me and my boyfriend, coming towards us, and my boyfriend said he heard one of our friends, Hope, whisper another friend's, Randy's, name. Not much later, I heard Randy clearly whisper, Hope, and footsteps coming from the alley up to the round pen. So I told my boyfriend to block the other alley, lean up up to it while I sneaked out there and finally get him. 
Nope. We heard a few other whispers encountered in the barn during our little game and when we called to them on the phone outside the barn to finally give up, they came to meet us saying they weren't in the barn till like the last five minutes of the game. We told them about the encounters and Hope and the, ran the rancher's daughter told us their client was ha that their Let me try again. We told them about our encounter and Hope, the rancher's daughter, told us that their client had heard similar stuff. This morning, her mom asked us how it went and we told her. And we got to know a lot more about this barn while we were talking to her about it. Before they bought the property, there was only a couple and their few horses. The other stalls and, st uh, and stuff wasn't used at all, and that guy died while working on something in the area. They had orbs, whispering, footsteps, cold spots, shadow figures peeking around corners and standing just in the corner of your eye, energies in the cow pen, and something in the corner of the area that would speak even the most broken horse. Spook even the most broken horse. The rancher's wife got sick of uh, of the latter since it would spook her daughter's horse and one day she got really pissed so she told she took a whip went to the corner with the air and the wall and told whatever it was there to get the fuck out when she put the whip over her shoulder something tugged on it twice and you bet she noped the fuck out of there so, what do y'all think of that? I think the property's haunted, or at least the barn is. That's what I think. <clears throat> burn the barn yeah might be a good idea though barns are expensive i mean we, we could put plums in the barn that might make them happy evil outcast i mean who are we to say that they don't like plums maybe that's what they've been asking for this whole time with some plums you might have cracked the case it might be plums just throw plums into it and it'll be done and now kind of want to write a story about how plums are how you save everyone from ghosts. <clears throat> Actually, I... I know Sydney likes Glitch in the Matrix stories, and I got more now, so I'm more than willing to read some for her. Um, let's go with... That's quite long. So let's go with... No, we read that one. Um, we'll go with this one. <laughs> Neighborhood Glitch by Taylor Maid. 
I heard about this sub through a neighbor who urged me to share our story. This happened this summer at a barbecue and I had some of the neighbors out on the street. Out from, I had some neighbors over from the street. Typical hot dogs, hamburgers, potato salad. I had made condiments. I had made a comment to the next door neighbors about how I should make the green salad, but the heat wouldn't permit it. This is an important term to remember later. The afternoon carried on as normal. When the sun started to set, I suggest we get a game or cornhole, a game of cornhole going. I have. I have a board that I paint myself that glows in the dark with the LED light around the board and have bags that also glow four pink and four green. We paired up and separated the bags four green and four pink. After three rounds, the other team is up for three points and now it's my turn. I throw the first bag, pink, and boom, it sinks perfectly into the hole and you can see the pink illuminating through the hole clear as day. Other teams let out a typical ugh sound as my partner and I cheer our neighbors who were just watching all cheer. We continue on taking turns throwing the bags match bags the match ends. As the other side starts to collect their bags, I see that they both looked around for my pink bag that I had directly in and they can't find it anywhere. There are no kids or pets to blame. I thought maybe the other person lay jokingly hid the bag. They both tell me that they hadn't touched it and looked equally as confused. Now all of us spend the next 20 minutes searching for my searching my tiny backyard, dumping the trash can out, looking in the neighbor's yard for the bag, but to no avail, the bag was just never found. So we called the game and figured we would find it later. We all kind of exchange that strange face with each other because if you've ever played cornhole, you know when a bag sinks into the hole, there isn't really any other place for it to go besides under the board. But whatever. I brushed it up and started tying up a bed and cleaning plates and emptying cups when I noticed a table, was, a table with all the food on it and right in the center is a freaking salad. Did someone come late and bring the salad? I'm just staying there when I notice not only is there a salad, but it's one of my salad bowls. I'm flooded. I I don't know what I'm I'm floored. I, I don't know I don't want to sound crazy, so I casually asked each neighbor if there was it was them that brought the salad, but they all said no. The neighbor I had made the uh, comment to about making a salad, but knowing it wouldn't be good in this weather, remind me saying that and seeing the bowl, but never paid attention to what was in it. As the night ended and I'm cleaning up the rest of the mess, I decided to look again for the bag and never did find it. My friend inside washing dishes and asked me whose salad bowl did this belong to? I had figured maybe I didn't make a salad. I did make a salad and forgot I had the I had so the the bowl was mine except when they went to put it away my exact bowl was already in the cabinet 
I just stood there stunned. How could that be? They even had the small tiny uh, small tiny price of the piece of the price sticker on the bottom of the bowl that no matter how much no matter how hard I scrubbed I could never get it off and that clear sticker part remained. I'm a logical thinker. I, I truly believe everything can be explained away some way, somehow. So I'm still telling myself this has to be a case of maybe the bag got picked up uh, by accident. Maybe I had two identical bowls. Maybe I just forgot. But no one can, no one claimed the bowl or found the bag, so it will always leave a little doubt in my mind of what really happened that day. I mean, you got a free bowl over a bag to toss. I mean, not my fault. The, the, the thing had cornholes. Alright, I'll do one more and then I'll get the game started. Uh, just gonna mark that off that I read that real quick. So I don't try. So that way I know I read it on the stream. And that way I don't have that problem again. Um. I'll do one of the creeping clowners. Hey, hey, music is just random. And I mean, if you go to a grocery store and walk out with the plums, I mean, now you have enough plums. I mean, it's not really in season anyways right now. I don't think you're gonna find much plums. All right. Um. This one was good. I reread this one. It's not going to be in this week's video, but I reread this one. I know it's good. Let me just. This one's going to be a little bit longer, but it's really good, guys. The Last Tram by Typical Television 9. So, this happened years ago when I was a dumb teenage girl who lived. who loved walking in the city alone after dark. This took place in Eastern Europe, for context, in a city with a tramway system. On this one night, I sat at the tram station waiting to catch the last tram home. Three tram stops at three trams stopped at this station, two of which went where I was going. Important info for later. It was around 10 p.m., and as I sat there waiting, lost in thought, I barely registered a man quietly walking up and standing by the shelter. I thought nothing of it, just someone else waiting for the tram. Until I started feeling weird. The streets were quiet and dark and there was no one else in sight, just me and this guy. And I started to wonder why he chose to stand this close to me when he had so much space to avoid dealing with people. I couldn't comprehend anyone wanting to socialize this late at night, given that I'm not a very social person. So I glanced at him, trying not to overthink it. He was a bald-headed, beady-eyed giant, 
tall and built like a bear, big belly and big arms and legs. I was 5'2 and scrawny, but that wasn't what scared me. It was the fact that he was staring right at me, unblinking and expressionless, not even attempting to look away or act embarrassed. No, this guy wanted me to feel uncomfortable. <clears throat> I instantly felt weak and shaky, cold shivers running down my spine. This was not normal. I realized quickly that it was that I was not in a good situation. I couldn't miss the last tram. Walking home was out of the question and my phone was almost dead. I was a shy kid and didn't have what it takes to scare this guy away. And I knew that. But I had to at least try. I only managed to utter a small, Hi? Trying my best to startle him out of whatever he was thinking. But my attempts failed in the face of his silent, threatening aura. He kept staring, no signs of intent or to reply. He was enjoying this. Feeling the panic rise inside me, I told myself to stay calm and think rationally. Maybe he didn't hear me. Minutes passed. His stare continued to burn on my skin, and there was no tram in sight. Ignoring him wasn't working. So I mustered the courage to speak out once again, this time louder. What do you want? Stop staring. No answer. He definitely heard me this time. I felt myself starting to get angry. I didn't want to let this guy get to me anymore. I didn't want to continue to give him the satisfaction of watching me squirm nervously and pretending that his behavior didn't bother me. I took a deep breath and forced myself to start thinking. I knew what I could do. I can't fight him off if he makes a move and there's nothing I can say or do that will get him to stop. I didn't know his intentions were, but I knew they weren't good. If I tried to walk away, he would pretend to follow. He probably would follow. I could run, but he'd most likely catch up with me before I could tire him out, since his legs were much longer than mine. Even if I imagine even if I've managed somehow to lose him, walking home through dark alleys past the junkies that were just all plat that were all just plowing or prowling around oh, apparently I can't say that word could land me in an even worse situation. I could pretend to call someone, but he might feel compelled to act much sooner if he felt threatened. So, what can I do? The only thing I could realistically be able to do was try and outsmart him somehow. So, I started developing a few plans, depending on which tram showed up, trying to confirm whether he was just amusing himself or actually waiting for a tram too, or pop over for a for others more s or or popped over for other more suspicious reasons. And whether I could get any kind of help, I couldn't let him see where I lived. So if he followed me, I'd have to be prepared to employ whatever strategies available. And for that, I needed to stay rational and aware of my surroundings. 
Well, I was still thinking the first tram showed up. It's one that I could have taken home, but this one pulled into the depot right into my neighborhood, forcing me to lead him to my home. I hoped he would board it and leave me, but he didn't. He kept watching me carefully. I let the tram go, desperately hoping it wasn't the last one to head home. He continued to watch, and I sensed that he was quite happy with how things were going. I pulled up with... I put up with it for another 15 minutes, trying to focus on another plan of action. I can now pr pretend that I needed the other tram, the one going the different area of the city, and just ride to the next station, getting off as soon as possible, so I didn't end up too far and miss my tram I needed. This tram showed up next. With my heart in my throat, I boarded it and sat down by the door. He got on it too, but sat himself in the back, pretty far from where I was. I let out a sigh of relief, thinking this might still go well. When the tram reached the next station, I got up and out, not looking back and hoping it was all over. But when I stepped onto the pavement and watched the tram drive away, I couldn't see him in it. I turned my head slowly and was terrified to see him walking towards me, looking slightly pissed off. He stopped just a few steps away and resumed staring, this time with a clear hit of, hint of malice, still in silence. My voice, my vision blurred as I forced my tears back. My vision blurred as I forced back tears of despair. He was not going to let me go. The helplessness felt the helplessness I felt was unbearable, but I couldn't cry. I couldn't give up. I had to find a way. I had to get home tonight. The prospect of what might happen to me anytime now if I didn't was becoming too real. My head was full of unanswerable questions, regrets, and horrible sensations scenarios. I want so bad to not have to think anymore, to just not have to fight back the tears and stay composed. But I knew this would be his cue to exact whatever fucked up plan he had in his mind. I couldn't let it happen. Then, I saw the final tram approach, the only one I could take now, and I gone as quickly as my trembling legs would allow me. When I was in, the bright lights enveloped me and my mind snapped out of the nightmarish spiral of fear and allowed me a moment of clarity. I had three stops to figure this out. I sat down the front and looked at the driver. He was a frail old man, blissfully unaware of my distress. Gaining the driver's attention was a no-go. We passed one stop. There was no one else waiting to climb aboard. I turned around, fully expecting to see the psycho had followed me once again, but did not expect him to be sitting right behind me. He was not taking any chances. He was making sure I won't try anything this last time. I shot him a hateful glare and allowed my anger to uncover my fear, to overcome my fear. I stood up and purposely walked over to another seat in the middle of the tram. 
I wanted to make sure it was clear. I will not put up with his BS any longer. He got up too and slowly walked up to the spot two seats behind a diagonal from me, then sat down with the tiniest arrogant grin on his face. Already expecting it, I shot up and stood by the middle door instead, determined to keep him on his toes. If I stood right by the door, he won't have any idea which station I plan to get off at. He remained, <coughs> he remained where he was this time, convinced that I was bluffing. After all, this was really the last tram. There was nothing else I could possibly do to escape now. Well, that's what he must have reckoned, so my defiance was just a funny act to him. This was my chance. I had to take a risk, and it had to work. There were three doors in the tram, and they all opened and closed at the same time, and stayed open for about five seconds before closing again if no buttons were pressed or people detected in the threshold. The next stop, the only one left before mine, came into view. The tram slowed to a stop. The doors opened. I made no move. Five long seconds passed. The doors started to close. I bolted out for... I bolted out and ran for it, reaching for the back door as fast as I could, and I slammed that button to open once again. The, my whole body was tensed with adrenaline, and I waited a long, painful second and jumped back in, keeping my head low, holding my breath and crouching behind the nearest seat. I shut my eyes tightly and exhaled slowly while thanking the gods I didn't believe in for the, that button to work and wishing with all my might for him not to have seen me before I got back in. And as I was waiting to hear his footsteps approaching, I pictured him frantically looking for me. Was he still on the tram? Face screwed up with anger, head turned like a fat, ugly meerkat? Or was he catching his breath on the pavement at the last station, mad-eyes searching in the darkness for me? As the tram continued its long journey, banging and clanging, sync with my heartbeat, I dared smile to myself, imagining him, his face when he realized he fucked up. Hand on my chest, I did my best to selfly look around the corner and found no one looking back. I stood up in excitement and threw myself at the foggy back window. There he was, standing alone, victimless, on that slow, fade-out-of-sight station, watching me leave him and his vile plans behind, giving someone the middle finger never felt so good. I made it home and told no one my story, for fear I'd be admonished for my naivety but I was safe I was proud of myself and I learned my lesson creepy state creepy stranger I hope the events of that day taught you not to underestimate girls and prevented you from becoming a criminal for the rest of your life let's never meet again Like I said, that one was a good one. I really, like, I enjoyed reading that the first time. <clears throat> okay, with that, 
I'm going to quickly. First thing we're gonna do is open the game, get that ready to go. Thank you, computer. I love my computer tells me things that are just pointless. Now it's space zombie killing time. Yes, let me just get a. Make sure everything's ready to go before I get the stream screen ready for you guys and get the dust off of my controller as I, it's the first time I'm opening it so I want to make sure that it's all good before we do the next step I should have opened it sooner because that would have been smart 42 alright come on Sorry, it's still loading, guys. Once it's up and running, I'll also stop the music as well for you guys. And uh, make it so you guys can hear my computer, of course. Come on. Computer should be able to run this. I know she ain't the best computer in the world, but it's not that bad. Apparently this game really needs its shaders. <laughs> Look, I have- okay, so I haven't played with a controller game in quite a while. I play a lot of keyboard and mouse games, so I didn't realize it's probably been a while since I've played with this controller. My bad. Well, I, I should have just loaded this and kept reading you guys a story, apparently. All right, one more story <laughs> while I wait for this thing to load. I'll, I'll know as soon as, it, as soon as it loads because I'll, I'll hear music. So I'm just going to go with a really short story so we don't, you know, have nothing going on, I guess. Uh, let's go with that one. A creepy man near my school. I reread this one. I reread this one because I laughed at I laughed at the name on stream. I remember that. Go with this one instead. Because it was a cat butthole was the name of this the. The, the person and I, I couldn't help but laugh when I read that. 
The Neighbor, the Neighbor That Stalked Me by Major Presentation. So, her context, I moved into my new house about a year or two ago. I have lived in this area for a year before that, but we were evicted due to the owner of the old house wanting to move in. I'm a young female still living with my family, which makes this story even more weird and pedo-y. When you look out my window, you see the fence and then a house, and there, there are up a small hill, so the fence does not really block anything. The first encounter I had was with this man was late at night. I was with some friends while my parents were out at a party. I will say that for me and my friends are old enough to be left at home, we were responsible. We were just relaxing in our room with no lights but the music on. We had turned the TV off when we were alone. We heard my dog start barking for a good 10 minutes. We passed this off because she barks at absolutely everything. I'm talking birds on the power line, bugs on the front porch, anything that moves pretty much. We started hearing weird noises like crunching, circling the perimeter of my room, and scratching on the walls. I kid you not, the moment we started getting scared, the loudest bang I've ever heard started pounding on the glass sliding door. Me and the three others ran out of my room to go look at when the world could be making such a rackus. We were greeted by an aggressive dog. This dog was up on the glass, pounding on the door. My dog was scared. She usually does this, but she she usually doesn't do this, but she was backing away behind me into the room while the with all her fur up. Then we see it. A man. Dressed in all black, standing at the door, and we were all standing perfectly still, but I guess my friend's flight-or-flight response kicked off, and as he was jumping to- as he jumped- as he jumped to lock the door, the man reached out for it, too. My friend yelled, What are you doing here? Who- who are you? He responded with a simple, I don't know, and walked off with his dog, who was on a leash. When our parents got when our parents got home, we told them about him. They asked us why we didn't call them. Truthfully, I know we should have, but we didn't want to ruin my mom's birthday party. I have learned from this. Two days later, my mom confronts our neighbor who was mowing the lawn. He said that it was in fact him and that his dog had run into our gate and he got had to get his dog back. He said he meant to come and talk to her earlier, but just didn't. I thought it was a normal story until I thought back to the night. The gate this dog was supposed to have run through is a tough clasp that was shut on that night. and We had it there so that our dog couldn't get out so nothing can come in and nothing could- but you can only open it by hand. I mean, this man opened the gate, let himself and his dog in. My theory is that he heard the music stop and didn't see lights from the house, so he decided that he was going to come and, I don't know, rob us? The no noises we heard must have been him scaling the perimeter of my room for ten minutes before attempting entry. We filed the police report and nothing happened for a few months until one night. I was in bed, almost asleep, but still getting comfy. I sat up to rearrange my pillows and turn around so I could properly make it comfy 
when I saw a face outside my window staring back at me. Whoever it was was wearing black face covering and I, and I texted my mom and froze. I heard moving and my mom come out and checked. Nothing was there. This wasn't my imagination as my neighbor's lights are visible from the crack in the curtains, but the face was covering a majority of that light. Ever since then, I have noticed them watching, and whenever I catch them looking, they go from their balcony and leave. I catch them in the same spot watching only five minutes later. So, dear neighbor who's watching me recently, let's never meet again. It's still building the shader, so it's weird. Hey Lance, welcome. I'm trying to get a game to load, but it's not loading. I'm gonna try closing it and reopening it. Let's try that. <sighs> no, it's not anymore. Oh, it thinks the game's loading. I was playing. Gotta love computers. Okay. Hold on one sec. Yeah, there we go. Let's try it again. No lights, no music, I just get angry. It's fine. Uh, I'm uh, bringing the stream up on my phone so I can see you guys. Well, I don't want to switch between this just in case. That's what caused it. I'll give it a couple minutes, see if it builds the shaders. If not, I'll just go back to reading and uh, figure out what's going on. I should have downloaded the original because the computer definitely could have handled the original. Heck, the original was like one on PlayStation 3. Was it? No, it was 3? Maybe 3. Yeah, I think it was 3. Definitely wasn't 4. Oh, hold on. Doesn't say building shaders anymore. Uh, that's a good sign. Maybe. Possibly. I don't make the rules. <sighs> Come on, computer. Okay. Ah, here we go. Okay, give it a second here. This face contains graphic violence, including. Blood is in gore. Okay. Yay. Okay. I'm just gonna um, 
do a couple settings real quick. And then I'll bring you guys in. Full screen, motor one, yeah, it's all good. Hmm. What's auto doing? So they got us too high for me. Let's go with medium. Maybe. Put everything is low. Okay. All right. Let me. Okay. Let me get you guys in here real quick. We're going to. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're gonna do that to me, are you? My computer has to freeze. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna do this. That's my There we go. Okay. So. Computer. Get in there. 